0: Welcome to Sex, Psychics, and Psychedelics, Discovering Inner Liberation. My name is Banana Jane Garnett. I'm a licensed psychotherapist, a lover of freedom, and a relentless explorer of the mind. Please come join me on my journey in hot pursuit of inner illumination and liberation. For more about me, you can find me at the Jane on Instagram. Now let's dive in. Precious McGill is a spiritual advisor and coach. She holds a bachelor's in psychology and has worked in the non-profit public health sector for more than 15 years, serving socioeconomically impacted communities. She's an experienced, intuitive and energy healer. And she's also been running a hair salon for quite a long time. Together, we talk about the intersection of hair and spirituality, of being a therapist and being a psychic, of being still and being alive, and what the real nature of truth is. I am delighted to present to you, Precious McGill. Well, first of all, you don't like being called a psychic so much. Right. Right write more an intuitive channel?
1: Well, my title, my actual Mm -hmm. title is um, Spiritual Advisor. Yes. And I like this. It's a little bit more encompassing in its title. When people hear psychic, they usually think Q&A. And the work I do, I'd like to think at least is um, less about Q&A. It's more about healing work that you need to do. Mm-hmm. So I, I personally open myself up to whatever healing energies are necessary for the person's what I call course correction. So you can be on your soul's path and that happens differently for different people. Of course, the person could ask me questions, but we're absolutely going to talk about the things that spirit is presenting.
0: Mm hmm. So in other people's eyes, you might be considered to be
1: a psychic because um, you. A lot, my, <laughs> a lot of my clients say that they're like, oh, you got to go see my psychic. But yeah, no, I don't embrace the term. I understand. Yeah. No,
0: I see that it's tricky. Certainly, I've realized in doing this podcast that the quote unquote psychics that I'm attracted to are certainly healers. They're not just people I, yes. who are predicting stuff. Yes. That people who are trying to, who are called to help you find
1: the best way forwards. Absolutely. I I like that you said it's not always predictive. Sometimes we talk about what has happened or what is going on. Not even sometimes, most often. And in my work, I always uh, address the soul. So the soul is not just predictive. It's present. It's past. It's uh, infinite. So, um, yes. Wow. Okay.
0: I love that. We're talking about the soul already. Now I know I'm having the right kind of conversation on a Friday afternoon. Yeah. Tell me about like, let's, let's map the soul. What does it okay. look like? How big is wow.
1: it? <laughs> Tell it, me more. It's, it's expansive and uh, in a place where there is no space or time, the soul is uh, always expanding. That's the purpose for the journey in and out of lifetimes. Um There's a little saying, the truth doesn't require your belief in order for it to be. And so the soul contains many truths and all souls that are here in our present time have experienced many lifetimes, some many more than others. And I I like to explain it like I am precious. That's not just my name. It's what I am. I can see that already. precious, (laughs) Precious only happens once, but my soul is infinite. It has traveled many lifetimes. I'm not one to really um, get into soul regression. And so when people are in my space and they want to explore soul regression, I would absolutely refer them on. However, we do deal with the soul and some of its previous experiences because sometimes people find themselves in karmic relationships with soulmates. And this always gets me because people are like, I want to find my soulmate. Mm. I'm thinking, are you sure? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a reason the soul continues to meet and mate because there's an agreement, almost like a contract that you're going to do this work together for the purpose of expanding the soul. So whenever you are connected with a soulmate, it is Challenging. It's unfinished business. It's unfinished business. And it's very common that in this lifetime, the two souls will not be able to work out Mm. in one lifetime or in this lifetime what it's been attempting to. And sometimes the souls come together to, I'm going to agree to assist you Mm. in this particular way. Maybe there's not a challenge they're working out, Mm. but the soul has agreed to assist. So in a
0: Soulmate partnership, is it, is it mm. most likely that it's not going to be a long-term situation
1: because of <laughs>
0: <laughs> because uh Those it's really are about-
1: dicey waters you're swimming in. I know, but let's do yeah, it. Yeah. I, I'm reluctant to say it most always will not, because yeah. then sometimes people think, well, you're my soulmate, you know, I'm gonna work with you from over there. Mm. The intention is not to bypass the soul's experience. You've mm. made this agreement. So yeah, it's not so yeah. much about how long you will be together. It's more about how much will you be able to accomplish together? That's yes. why I've encouraged people who come into my practice that are separated from their soulmate and they're experiencing pain mm-hmm. or they are in partnership with their soulmate and are experiencing pain that they can still do the work even if they're not together. hmm. Mm-hmm. You you have to direct your energy in a way um, that will allow you to still pray for that soul or send light and energy to that soul because you don't want to just walk away and leave it undone. Um, so it's not so much that you won't always be together because that's really not the point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. it's but people want to know. I know. always want it's Those the main tale. Yeah, I was thinking, yes. is this the
1: main thing that people want to know is like that about their love life? Anyone that does this work, I'm sure they'll tell you, where's my man? Where's my money? (laughs) Uh, It's about relationship and finance. That's what people are most interested in. Yes. Overwhelmingly. I'm not surprised about the relationship bit,
0: but yeah, I guess if I had to guess, I would have said relationships and kind of work in general.
1: But yeah, I guess love and money. Who doesn't want that? You know? Yeah. It's not so much the work. Sometimes people are more concerned about the money. I have. Yeah. Um, Quite a few clients are very well established, wealthy, and it's still a concern of theirs. Mm -hmm. What's the next big thing? But I'm not surprised because the nature of the soul is to expand. So, of course, we're always looking for more. And the challenge that I encourage people to face is to be present. Mindfulness uh, will assist you in answering your own question because sometimes it happens that I see for a person, listen, love is about to come into your life. Um, so these are the things that you need to be preparing for your mate but it never you can never guarantee that you're going to be happy with that person particularly if you're fighting your own demons so to
0: speak Mm, isn't that what we're doing most of the time getting in our own way period period (laughs) yes but a period at the end of that I like that that you said that my, my daughter
1: always says period Point blank To really fucking (laughs) drive
0: that home, yeah. I love
1: that you cursed. I can be free.
0: (laughs) Yes, yo, please, please, please. Yes, that's
1: what it's all about to me is is finding more freedom. Yes, it's an expensive pursuit and we pay with all of our energy, but it's a worthy Mm. pursuit. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It is an expensive pursuit that that got my mind rolling
0: in lots of ways,
1: actually. Yes, yes. Our currency is time. Mm -hmm. And so being free, it it requires a lot of time, a lot of investigation into the self. Um, My primary goal with people is to turn them back to their internal guidance system, because Mm -hmm. we all have that. Each of us have uh, aspects of ourselves that are both intuitive, empathic, clairvoyant, clairaudient. We all embrace some level of all the gifts, but there's some gifts that are for us, right? Some things are for us just because people have, because I see a lot of people come in and they remind me of myself. It's like, you don't need me. You can do this yourself, but I can understand wanting support, particularly yes. at this time in the world with so much going on. But ultimately you have to do the work. You have to be able to listen and develop your own internal guidance system mm-hmm. or soul's expansion for mm-hmm. peace. I
0: know what you're saying, I think, when you say doing the work, mm. but I'd like to
1: hear you <laughs> describe what that is and see if it's the same I'm thing. I'm laughing because the first time someone told me, Precious, you have to do the work. And I'm like, what's, what's the work? What's the work? What is the <laughs> work? The work? <laughs> so the yeah. work varies, but the energy does not. The work is being able to see yourself being able to connect with yourself deeply in here. I was introduced to God through Christ. However, I am an interfaith minister. I felt strongly that I was to be interfaith because I work with people from different faiths. But coming up from a very Christian background, I've come to know God through Christ. And how did you come to know Christ? Because of the background? I had to go to church. We had to go to right, church. Right, church. Okay, I just wondered if you had like a one-on-one with him at some point. Well, yes, at some point, yeah. yes. But coming into knowing Christ, you always hear about the small, still voice, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not faulting the church, but what I recognize is a lot of times the church uh, leads people to look outside of themselves mm-hmm. for a salvation. And that's a perfect entryway because once you're saved, then you are safe to do the work. Uh, to go internally, and that internal pursuit leads you to God. Now, people always ask me, "How long have you been doing this since i 've been breathing right? I come from a very spiritual family. Everyone in my family is particularly gifted mm-hmm. spiritually mm-hmm. my My twin sister has even been asked by medical professionals to be an, a medical intuitive, but unlike myself she 's not very willing um, mm-hmm. to do the work because when you agree to do this kind of work, you don't say, okay, Spirit, it's 8 p.m. It's time to turn down. It doesn't work that way. A lot of times I will bargain with Spirit and say, okay, look, I'm going out for a drink with my girls. <laughs> I'm going to need you to chill. But whenever that happens, I know that I'm going to have an experience um, with the public. What do you mean? Sometimes I'm reluctant. I, I used to be a lot more social before I gave in to the gift, so to speak. But now I'm less because when you give in, you have to put yourself in a place of sensitivity. Like I was saying earlier, the still small voice and it it tunes you up in a way that you are connected to people's energy. So before I started actually doing this work, I would um, stop people on the street and say, you know, I have to tell you something. Something like, wait, 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 like what? Like, um, like one time I, I recall, I was out with a partner and it's not very easy to date me because this goes on all the time. Yeah, we need to talk about that too. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, we were going to a Thai restaurant and I saw a man and a woman with this dog and I was struck, like smacked by the dog in the, in the heart. And I said, I, I have to go talk to these people. And so I started out by talking to the dog, touching the dog. And I said, she is beautiful. They said, thank you. I said, she tells me that she's your baby, that you're her sweet baby. They said, oh my goodness, that's what we call her. I said, I know she wants me to tell you thank you for choosing her. She was waiting for you Mm -hmm. at the rescue. They were like, we just rescued her. I said, I Uh know she told me. Uh So it's not, it's any spirit you can connect with, right? You don't get to say, I only want to see people who are about to come into good luck because those those are fun. Mm. But it's challenging when you see people who are about to meet a bit of misfortune. Wow. And spirit is not in the business of delivering bad news because you can't do anything about it. But spirit is about giving you information to assist you in the things that are coming up.
0: So you feel like you're only shown difficult... situations if you can help or no I see uh, them yeah
1: but in order to do this work you have to have wisdom on what to speak about yes yes
0: I feel like our work is really similar in some ways and in other ways it's not you know that yours has a different kind of freedom to it and yes I think there's so much information rushing in that you're fielding and i Ugh, I respect yeah. the challenge that that must be. And I feel like that in a way as well. Like I'm just fielding a lot of information when I sit with someone and I'm trying to, you know, listen and, and hold my reflections and and choose the right words. And mm-hmm. sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So it's it's an art form. And I'm just curious for you, you talk about spirit. Mm.
1: What, My favorite? What is spirit? What does it want? How do we facilitate it? This is going to sound really crazy, right? I used to believe spirit to be one voice, right? Because it sounds the same. Like I was addressing earlier, I come from a very spiritual family. We were always discouraged from using our voice, hmm. tapping into that. My mother would always tell us. Only tell people when you absolutely have to. That's what I do. And I can understand that because people develop sometimes an unnatural attachment to you. So when, I'm, when I was in that space of not really allowing spirit in my um, experience, I didn't really know what I was hearing. It's, I used to refer to it actually as my big sister voice because it sounded like my own and it would always look out for me right? In a lot of situations. But once I started to tune into spirit, I recognized that one, they don't want me to separate myself from them. So like when I say spirit is same, spirit always encourages, we are one, we are many. But it took me a minute to get that we are one, we are many, right? That there are many. And I actually... This sounds crazy. I was at the dentist one time and I was about to have some oral surgery and I accepted for the first time some like gas. That stuff is great, by the uh, way. Yeah. But when when I got the gas, it felt like the ceiling peeled open and I was lifted out of my body and I could see four beings. Four light, light beings. Wait, four yes. wait, beings or beam? beings? Beings. Beings. Light beings. A lot of times in the spiritual community, we ref- reference them as light beings. Light beings. OK, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to mm-hmm. hear light beings. And um, I noticed they were four. And I thought when I came down, I thought, oh, my God, I was really high. right? <laughs> and I was. But after that time, I was able to understand that there were different ones and how they spoke because they do not speak with words. Right. I'm saying right. Do you understand that? I think i
0: yeah. Yeah, I do. This I do. They communicated something to you, but expression. not with language.
1: Yes, yes. Yes. Not with language. I have asked for a uh, meditation for them to um, reveal their names. And I always get the same thing back. We like spirit, but with some people, their guides, and usually when the guides are announcing in this way, they may have been energies that were previously in, in a body. So they're different. Beings in the angelic realm, and, mm. and the ones that are angels have never taken human form. Those are light beings, okay. okay. And then totally we have, pure. yeah, t- totally pure. But then we also have guides who were in physical form at one time. Mm. I don't have any particular guides assigned to me. I will work with different guides. It's one reason why whenever I center myself before working with a client i always say a silent meditation and i allow myself to override my subconscious mind to connect with my higher mind for the purpose of whoever is sitting before me and ask permission silently to work with their guides as well okay and usually the guides that usually the guides that come forward for a person are guides that have been in physical form i really
0: appreciate this cuz i feel like you're giving me a map of some kind. It of this feels realm. like that. It so feels like that. Can I recap and see if I've got this? Yes. So um, the light beings are guides also, but they're guides that have not had a physical mm-hmm. form. They haven't had an incarnation. Non-physical it's, beings. They're pure. And then there are the guides. Everyone has guides. that are spirits Everyone. that used to have a physical form. And when you're in your... Your experience with yes. the person opposite you. Your guides can talk to their guides, and it's all a big conversation.
1: It's not so much my guides, the the beings, the the spirits that I work with, don't necessarily talk to them. Um, they will communicate with me. They open the space. They're uh, talking to me all the time. Wait, who's talking to all the time? The the the, the beings that I work with, the spiritual uh, guides uh-huh. that I the um, spirit is always communicating, but that's not just with me. That's with everybody. Mm. If we listen, we will be able to hear them. And a lot of times people will say, oh gosh, precious, you know, everything you said was right. I wish I could hear the way you can. You can, absolutely can.
0: You really believe you, that we all have it in ab- us no, I, to the extent belief. that you do?
1: Yeah. Beyond belief. You, to the extent that I do your particular gift, right? Um, like I said, my sister is more of a medical intuit. I don't get it as clearly as her. Like she can call out names of disease. I might see energies in your body. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes spirit will not allow me to see certain things mm-hmm. as well. So like, see right there, there we go. Talking, what, what um, spirit is talking, um, mm-hmm. clarifying because I'm not, to misrepresent spirit. So I have to be very precise in my language when I'm speaking about Mm. whatever they have Mm. referenced. I have to have a very high level Mm. of integrity. What did spirit just say to you? Clarifying, it's not that I don't see, it's more imagery. And I'm seeing what I'm supposed to be shown. Mm. And that is not absolutely everything. That's an impossibility.
0: Right, so you're, I guess, is it clairvoyant when you see it in images?
1: Clairvoyant is seeing, Claire Audience is hearing, clair oh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of them. I'm mostly clairsentient. Mm, so you feel it in your body? Yes. Uh, and before uh-huh. I um, really started to allow spirit, I would get very ill if I wasn't sharing the message or if I had resistance in sharing. And you know, I, I just kind of told spirit, like, I'm I can't do this if I'm gonna be feeling like this. If I'm gonna be feeling like beat up at the end of this. I cannot do it. Spirit said, move out of the way. Like, I beg your pardon? Spirit is saying, allow. And when, once I started allowing, it's like water. It just flows. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm more clairsentient than anything.
0: I just love this word, allow. It's just music to my whole
1: thing. being. Okay. A spirit, it is. <laughs> yes.
0: That's how you expand, you allow. Yeah. Yes. And I just feel like that's such a lost element you know I grew up in uh, the highlands of Scotland and I had a Mm. bumpy childhood but I had access to this highland stream and the water Mm. was so pure and clear and it was a place of adventure and, and joy and discovery but also I realized that there was a profound comfort in being able to see this flow being able to see that a river will inevitably make its way to the sea and the sea just goes on and on and, and learning
1: about the water cycle and there's a comfort in that to me. Yes, yes. That's another way in which spirit speaks to us, but we have to be still enough to listen to even that. It's no coincidence that you were afforded that opportunity because spirit is showing you about energy and how it works. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that is allowance The water doesn't fight to go upstream. It follows and it ends somewhere else. And then it comes right back, just (laughs) like the soul, just like the soul. So why are we in this strange predicament where we're kind of fighting our experience the whole time? It's a part of the human experience. Spirit does not fall to us with it. But in order to achieve mastery, we have to learn to allow. Mm. A mastery of self. Every person that comes to see me They are desperately trying to escape the pain of life. This is impossible. Your soul agreed to the human experience. You are human. A part of being human is painful. And so when a client is experiencing pain, it is not my duty to move them from that. However, it is my job to teach them how to allow the pain so you can extract all the deliciousness from it. You know, um, heartache is perfect. Heartache is, heartache is perfect because it takes you outside of yourself. It, it um, heightens your feelings in your body. Everything is painful. The tears are painful. The chest is painful. Mm. The, the body becomes tired. This is resistance. Mm. How do you mean it you takes love? you out of yourself, heartache? Because most people can just get up and go, but let someone have heartache, mm. whether it's from a loved one that they lost Oof. or a yeah. lover that they yeah. are. Have have lost or are losing yeah. to whatever force of nature, okay? Whether it's illness or just growth, right? They feel everything. I don't want to eat mm-hmm. because I can feel that. I just I just let me be still because it's painful, right? It wakes the body up in a different way, which mm-hmm. a lot of people would probably equal to the body shuts down. The body is feeling, uh-huh. it's feeling everything. Pain is a sign of life. It is a sign of life. And it is a message from the soul. Usually the message is, okay, what aren't you willing to address? And prolonged periods of pain are most often the ego being in control of the human's experience. And it's blocking them from what the soul Mm -hmm. is trying to tell them, Mm -hmm. what their next level is. You know, I don't want to break up. Mm -hmm. But when you look at it, he, he or she they might really be shit but you don't want to move on and that resistance versus allowing mm-hmm. yeah allowing
0: allowing and allowing pain is that's a really interesting one and I as you it were can talk- be beautiful it can be beautiful I was thinking about the challenge of being a mother and seeing your children in pain oh I have children. Yes. Yeah.
1: That's that one. I'm still working on.
0: Yeah. Well, let's. yes. You know, commiserate about this. It's it's tough, isn't it? I want them to. I've got two daughters. They're both going through their struggles with, you know, COVID and, and just growing up. And I'm just feeling like I'm having to kind of, uh, you know, I so I want to body block them from
1: pain on an instinctual yes. level. That's it's what such I want to say. I understand. I have a 27-year-old daughter and a 19-year-old son. I'm going to depersonalize this a little bit so they don't know which one I'm I'm telling you on. But one of my children recently had an experience where when the experience hit, it literally punched me in Mm. my chest. I felt sick. I couldn't eat. I couldn't concentrate. And I cried out, spirit, help me the way you help clients. Help me the way you help my clients. Please. I'm asking for grace. I'm asking for mercy. Please help me help my child. Spirit said, what would you tell your client to do in this moment? And I'm like, cut that shit out. <laughs> I'm like, I, Don't play games with me right now, Spirit. I need you to guide me. And after I got out of that, oh, really moment, I thought about that. And as I began to do what I would tell my clients, it began to give me a sense of release. So then I could at least think. What was it that you told yourself that you would have told yourself? To your be clients? still. To do nothing. And then two, there's a mantra that I love. I give it to probably 95% of my clients. It's called Ho'oponopono. And it's an ancient Hawaiian tradition of healing. It is so powerful. And the reason why I like it is because you don't have to psych yourself up. You don't have to do, you know, like bathe for the ritual. You just say the four sentences. The first one is, I'm sorry. Pause. I don't say I'm sorry because I believe the word I, the words I am are very powerful. Whatever you put after I am is reinforcing the self. So I say, I apologize. Okay. So the four sentences, I apologize. Please forgive me. Thank you. And I love you. And because I know who to use it with, I said it for the child I was praying for. Then I said it for myself. Can you say it one more time, please? I apologize. Please forgive me. Thank you. And I love you. Mm. And it's not that I'm apologizing, really. I'm transmuting the energy Mm. that is back to the divine. A part of this work, that's the distinction I'm thinking for me between being a spiritual advisor and a psychic is there's a submission to spirit. There's a submission to God that says, I know I'm not in control. And that spirit is that everything, nothing is happenstance. Everything is happening in this moment as it should. And so though I don't welcome pain, I allow it Mm -hmm. because there's something Mm -hmm. in it that I need. Mm -hmm. There's a jewel in that pain. And sure enough, here it is years later. And the particular child I'm thinking about or speaking of has made tremendous stride. And a part of this work, once I reached a point, spirit told me I had to let go. And that a part of this was to awaken that soul. So to back off, I Listen, I trust spirit. Spirit has told me some very bizarre things, (laughs) some very, very bizarre things. Okay, give me give me a really good, (laughs) bizarre example. Oh, boy. I'd have to really pick. Um, I had a client that was coming and she was getting on my nerves. I own a hair salon. So this was a hair client. And every time she came, I was so irritated. Spirit would always ask me, why are you so bothered? And so I was thinking that it was more about me, like I need to check myself. And then eventually the client came, was on her way. And I noticed 30 minutes before her appointment, I got very sick. But I also noticed as each minute passed, I started getting better and better. And I thought, oh, shit, this is going to be devastating. I think this is about my client that's on her way in. And sure enough, Spirit said, go to the window and look out and watch her car drive in. And the closer her car got to the building, the better I felt. I thought, okay, I have to do this. So when she came in, I didn't know what spirit was going to tell me, but I recognized the feeling of death Mm. when I feel it. Mm. And I asked her, why do you have this scarf around your neck? She was like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. I said, it's like 80 degrees around outside and you have this huge scarf on your neck. I said, let me see your neck. She started to cry. She's like, Precious, I don't want to. I said, Let me see your neck. And it revealed a hardened, puckered skin. I learned that she had stage four inflammatory breast cancer. And when we spoke, Spirit told me that she was going to pass. But Spirit told me that before she passed, I would be in her home. She would put her head in my lap and I would do her hair, and that I was to be with her until her last days. And she left California, went to Chicago for cancer treatment of America. And she just kept calling me and saying, oh, my God, precious, thank you for praying with me. They're healing me. I'm going to be fine. And I just thought, "Okay, well, spirit was wrong. This is great. This is great. See, spirit Mm. doesn't always have to go that way. I'm (laughs) glad I prayed for her. Right. And so then she left me this really cryptic message saying, precious, I'll be home Thursday. Mm. I just want to let you know, thank you for all your prayers. I love you. You've been a blessing to my life. Um, I saved that message for a year. I'm a little emotional, excuse me. And she passed on that Thursday. So that was a very bizarre process because I had never had spirit reveal to me that someone was gonna pass. And just like spirit said, I was in her home. She laid her head in my lap. I did her head hair and I didn't know it was gonna play out the way it did. But you know, you never know how spirit is gonna reveal something to you. The story about the lavender dress, uh, I had a, I was at the hair salon and I was working on a client. I asked her, uh, can, I need to stop because something's about to happen here. And I just need you to, if you can just give me a moment. And she was kind of like, I don't know what's going on, but okay. And so when the client came in, I knew her mother had passed and she came in in a rush. Like you could tell she had been doing some things. I said, I have something to tell you. Uh, it might sound strange. She's like, Okay. I said, your mother wants to be buried in her lavender knit dress, the one she had made. She's like, oh, yeah, we've been looking for that dress. Wait a minute. How do you know about this? I said, your mother is telling me. She's like, did my sister call you? I said, no, your mother is telling me. You. And your mother wants you guys to let your brother speak at the funeral. Don't steamroll him. Don't, you know, take over like you guys usually do. She said, oh, my God, precious. That sounds like something my mother says. I said, your mother wants you to know whatever kind of funeral you want to have. She doesn't care. She just wants <laughs> you to sing, play this one song. And I started singing the um, Frank Sinatra song, I Did It My Way. And she broke out in tears. She's like, that's my mother's favorite song. Uh, she's like, that is my mother. So spirit does those type of little parlor tricks for confirmation, not for entertainment. You know, um, Yeah, but- it's so that you can listen because spirit really does not care about that type of thing, but they do want to get your attention. They mm-hmm. do want you to follow suit. And there, it also something about that process was necessary for them. And who knows what it would be for. Mm-hmm. That's their story to tell. But yeah,
0: things like that yeah. happen a lot. All right. Well, I love those stories. Thank you for sharing those stories. Yes, I mean, they're they're fantastic and they're profound, you know. So they're sort of fun and spicy and and also com- so deep. And I wonder if it's if it happens more often around the time of death that you get stronger messages because there's sort of that portal there.
1: It's interesting. You get different types of message closer to during and just after the time of death because mm-hmm. there is a portal of energy that is open. But when your loved one passes. They can stay with you for a long period of time, but it doesn't mean that their soul is in purgatory or some negative place waiting around to help you get your shit together. Time is not relevant. So they can leave a piece of themselves and still be on their journey. You understand it's it's not linear. Time is not linear on the other side. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean that the soul is not at rest. Now there are the cases Uh, when a soul is not at rest. Mm -hmm. but just because a loved one is with you their energy is with you their soul their spirit is with you it doesn't mean that they're not at rest or have are not about to they do not come to you once they've moved on though once they've been born back into the body they are not coming to you in that way anymore ah so if you have
0: a connection and it goes quiet does that mean that the person moved on usually it does I had an experience uh, with my grandmother. She wasn't a big fan of me when she was alive. She liked my, she liked my sister more, which was mm. a difficult situation. But anyway, it was what it was. And she died. And I just, you know, always assumed that that relationship wasn't really kind of going my way. And um, and then many years later, like I don't know, maybe twenty years later. I felt like she visited me. I felt this warm yes. breeze. I, I smelt her perfume. Yes. And I, I, I got to experience all the stuff I saw her give my sister.
1: Yes. I was
0: like, oh, and a bit like for me, really? Like, what the
1: fuck? Yes. You know,
0: was really excited. That's
1: beautiful. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And it came through me and it felt like this warm, nurturing, beautiful breeze and, and sort of like like a blessing. It felt like a blessing. Yes.
1: yes. And then it, then it passed. Yes. Yes. That, that happens a lot. Spirit, when it leaves, it's not gone. It's still around. It's in a different form. It's transformed. Uh, and they will do things like that. Smells, sensation. Um, like for example, sometimes I'll go to a client's home and all of a sudden their lights will start blinking on and off. And they're like, my lights never do that. My lights never do that. Well, it doesn't bother me because I already know. The spirit wants your attention. The spirit wants your attention and you're not paying attention. I've experienced fire alarms going off, lights going on and off. People themselves may experience doors opening and closing, leave out, come back in, the cabinet doors open. That is always a spirit attempting to get your attention. When people hear this or experience it, a lot of times they're afraid. There's nothing to be afraid of. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't entities that, don't have mal intention, mm. but those are not your loved ones. A lot of times, that might be a soul that is not at rest and is in a. Well, it's not willing to move on yet. Mm. Did you just feel it's, that in your body? What did it? Feel well, like? not just feel it in my body. It's so I'm trying to have integrity with communicating the information because yeah. some soul, souls are shocked out of their body. It's a while before they receive that they have passed on. Uh-huh. Particularly if they were very attached to a piece of property mm. or they had a very sudden violent death. A soul has to agree to come back in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, they're not angels. So there is will. Free will is a part of a uh. gift from God. Angels do not have that. That's an interesting kind of reframe, I guess, if
0: you're lost in life and you're thinking, you know, why am I here and what's my purpose to think? At some point, I made an agreement to be here.
1: Most people are so reluctant to receive that message because they're like, no way. I didn't choose these fucked up parents. I know I did, right? right." Your soul did. In its infinite wisdom, it did. Yeah. Doing this work really puts you in a different state of mind because you have to follow spirit into the work in order to be actually ready. Because I believe that my client flow is dictated by spirit. If it slows, it's because I need the time. Mm, um, mm-hmm. As it flows, it's because I am ready. And one of the things about being ready is I had to understand suicide. Oh, that's a tough one right now. It precious. is a very Man. tough one, particularly <laughs> wow. now. Yeah, and there's this social consciousness that believes, you know, if you kill yourself, you're going to hell. Your soul is in purgatory. I understand differently. I I never encourage suicide because there's something I understand. When that soul exits early or before it is done with this work, you got to come right back.
0: Right. It's kind of like when you uh, leave a bad relationship before you've done the and work. And get another you one. Another one, 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 one. one.
1: <laughs> Damn it. Here he comes <laughs> yeah. again. Right. Yeah. yeah. You come back. Not only do you come back, you start over. Oh, and yeah. every... People will look and think, you know, if I had money, or if I was in the right relationship, these things do not save you from the pain of life. Because even if you have your financial situation the way you want it, and your love life precisely the way you need it to be, something can come along and shake the foundation. And it has nothing to do with your lover or your money. Yep. Yeah, you're pain nailing it right now. Yeah. yeah. Is life. It's just a part of life. So how we navigate our painful situations it removes the lesson when you embrace it, when you deal uh, with it, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. Uh, there's a point in a, a young person's life where they start to mature emotionally, socially, spiritually as well. It's spiritual maturity that expands your growth in your emotions. It expands your experience in other, every other type mm-hmm. of situation. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Socially, it expands you.
0: Yeah. I agree yeah. with that. I think that the amount of fun you can have is limited unless you take right? spiritual, spiritual. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to, for me, like dancing's always been the way to kind of connect with that that, that energy. Is, and you
1: know? It's a spiritual thing. I, I admire creatives because yeah. God is creation. Yeah. And if you are a creator, you are in essence doing what I'm doing in form. Well, You're you allow the spirit you are, to come You through. are a
0: creative. Yes. So you are an artist. You are yes. a, You are a healing artist. Yes, yes. I embrace that. I also want to ask you about the intersection of hair and spirituality. Oh, gosh.
1: A, uh, it's huge. So, right? Yes, it's huge. I was in social work. I did like grant writing, program management, things like that um, in, in uh, sexual health. And I loved the work that I did. But my ego was more happy. My soul was not. I had already been doing sister locks on the side. It's how you see my, my hair. It's mm-hmm. a natural hairstyle. And so within a year's time of leaving social work, I opened up a salon and I went back for my master's degree in psychology and I was preparing myself to be a coach. I thought this would be great for me, but spirit, am I doing what you want me to do? Can you highlight that for me? I noticed while I was doing hair full-time, my gift was getting stronger touching people's heads, mm-hmm. it was getting stronger and stronger. And I started to take as a cue, a signal from spirit that if I touched a person's head and I felt off, it was because the person wasn't feeling well. Mm. So this allowed me to start giving a lot of my hair clients messages. Mm. Who, quite a few of them are all, they come over to the other side uh-huh. of me. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, yeah. Yes. But yeah. touching someone's crown or it's, uh, it's, it, yeah. Yeah, the, Or their energy is the crown chakra, that energy yeah. portal. It is very strong. Think of how many people know you and they've never actually touched your hair. Oh. It's a very intimate gesture to touch another per- person's hair. It, it means that you know them. Mm, mm. Let's see if we can find it
0: together. How do we help ourselves get out of our own way?
1: You have to learn how to be still. The very first step. And that's why I encourage the art of Mindfulness. Because you have to be present to be mindful. And you have to also honor yourself. And then most importantly, you have to honor where other people are. The truth of the matter is is you cannot honor where another person is until you truthfully learn how to honor where you are. When you get in that space, you're more ready to allow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because you're not trying to move from where you are. Mm -hmm. or shift and manipulate your outer environment. I have to practice it because it's so easy to, the the shift is slight, Mm. right? For example, if if someone is in a relationship and they're having a lot of static with their partner, that static is usually coming from a place of you wanting to change where they are. I don't know what you're talking about, Precious. (laughs) (laughs) Bingo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yes. But what happens when change comes? Most people are resistant. I don't feel great about the virus, but I'm trusting the process of life without trying to judge it and also not be captivated by the fear that is happening. Um, Fear is probably one of the most intoxicating energies next to power. Yes, Fear is one of the most captivating, and it's it is that yes. it's a pandemic
0: of fear more than anything. Thank you else. for saying that. I think I've been mm-hmm. captivated by fear my whole life. I mean, that's a really great statement.
1: Yeah, a, a lot of us have. Uh, that's yeah. why I, I
0: thought I didn't have the chin for this work because. Well, that's the thing as well. If your if your if your imagination is. Mm. You have a big imagination and you're sensitive and empathic. Fear is a very full on dance that's happening. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I have to even remind yeah. myself, um, even when I'm intimate with someone, you know, when you're very empathic, sometimes you have to remind yourself, am, am I depressed? Am, am I in a funk or mm. is my mate in a funk? Mm. Yeah. Totally. You always have to check your own feelings when you're empathic. I'm telling you this because I believe you to be very empathic. Yeah. You have to always check your own feelings because where yours begin and end, that line is very blurred as an empath.
0: Yeah, totally. That's why I have to spend time on my own. And then I feel so nicely empty. Usually I don't Isn't have any feelings on my own. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yes. Is there anything else
1: you'd like to share? Let me, I mean, is there any aspiration, well, any
0: dream, any
1: idea? Anything? Yes, there is an aspiration. Funny you'd say that. I'm, I'm currently working on my doctorate in divinity and a mm. PhD in pastoral counseling. It's my hope to do chaplain work uh, because I love praying with people. So uh, I don't want to do it full time because I can't work for anyone. <laughs> I, now that mm-hmm. I work for myself, I can can't see, see myself working I can see for that, anywhere. Yeah, but I would love to do chaplain work. It, it is absolutely an aspiration of mine. Yes, and if anybody would like to, you can follow me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I do um, messages. It costs you nothing, um, just to get a, a, a motivational message. It's phenomenal change, uh, but it's phenomenal underscore change. Phenomenal Instagram. underscore
0: change. Okay, and I'm on to be Facebook. Following. Phenomenal change. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Yes, thank you, Jane. I can't wait to see more of your journey. Oh, yeah, me too. (laughs) I'm looking (laughs) forward to it too. (laughs) Thank you so much. Lots of love.
1: Thank you. Okay, take
0: care. Bye-bye. Bye. After our interview, I booked Precious's first available session and I was very excited and strangely nervous to have a reading from her. I had a sense that she was the real deal and that always takes it to another level. What was really funny about my very good reading from Precious was that the first thing she said to me when we met on Zoom is, gosh, I've been so nervous about this reading. I've been feeling a lot of pressure around it and I asked her why and she said, "Actually." my guides had been incessantly singing her show tunes and female empowerment songs like Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? And it made me really laugh. And funnily enough, it made me feel seen because I think Precious had just experienced what it feels like to be Banana Jane, pressurized by spirits to listen to show tunes and female empowerment songs. So uh, welcome to A Minute In My Life.